body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey folks, good evening. <laughs> and welcome to a, another Phantoms and Monsters Personal Report show. Uh, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to the Phantoms of Monsters site and to Phantoms uh, of Monsters 14 Research. So thanks for joining me. And um, <clears throat> the Phantoms of Monsters radio channel is made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks or donations are definitely appreciated and buy me a coffee link is available as well so thanks for your consideration now if you're in the chat and you have a question please use caps and if you can if you can save the posting the question until the very end when I do my you know when I tell you I, I've done my last reading uh, then I won't miss anything <laughs> because it's going to be, I'm kind of solo at night and uh, it's kind of hard for me to keep an eye on everything. So uh, if you can do that for me, I'll, I'll try to get to it as soon as I can. So again, thanks for joining me this evening. I, I hope I'm, I'm sounding okay to everybody and uh, we'll go from here. So the, the, the first account was a young woman who was... Um, actually out in on the in the evening selling cable and Wi-Fi services uh, to customers in their homes at Cape May New Jersey um, she then ex unexpectedly encountered a huge canine like cryptid so this is what was forwarded to me <clears throat> so to begin this story happens in 2018 I arrived in this small rural town near Cape May New Jersey the company I was working for at the time was sending me out to go door-to-door -door advertising cable and Wi-Fi that they wanted me to sell. I was getting weird vibes all throughout the day as the town itself is very small and a bit creepy with people staring at me or giving me cold shoulder uh, for the entire day. It seemed like a lot of townsfolks that I encountered that day were on edge and it was a weird tense atmosphere that I shrugged off as people are weird all, all the time. So I continued doing my job, chugging a Red Bull to keep me going, which didn't affect me at all, surprisingly. Uh, besides the weird atmosphere, the scenery was actually quite pretty once you got off the main route. I had to stop at several streets and some were in the woods on long, some were in the woods on long, seemingly beautiful, endless road, but it was quite scenic. So just before sunset, I was scheduled to visit a few houses on um, a small peninsula. Peninsula, to get to the peninsula, <laughs> you know, you know, I actually know where that's at too. 
uh, you, ha you had to go down a very long road past the summer camp area, past the trailer park, past the woods, and then you finally find yourself in a small open area with a bay marsh and a couple small expensive houses and uh, shore access. Now the houses were so close to the water it seemed to be a code violation, but I'm sure they were built to withstand storms since they looked very expensive. Now every house had its own theme, and the area was mostly deserted. Uh, only one house had someone inside whom I had talked to after knocking on his door. I, also, I was also distracted looking at the houses and scenery that I didn't notice how fast sunset was approaching. I came to the realization that I should start heading back to avoid being alone on that long des deserted pathway in the woods. Now, as a smaller female, I've never, I'm never comfortable after dark in isolated places, especially without cell service. I was making my way down the path so far so good as it was complete, wasn't completely dark yet. Now, as I approached the wooded area of the road, I was walking a bit faster since there were no street lights and the sunset was rapidly disappearing. Now, as I walked at a decently fast pace, I noticed something. Now, the woods were eerily quiet. All the life that I was hearing before was gone, no crickets, birds, pure silence. I stopped in my tracks and got the chills down my spine as I felt the feeling that I was being watched. I looked around the dark woods for any sudden movements, and then, like clockwork, something up ahead made its way out of the tree line. It looked to be some type of large animal. My brain went into overdrive analyzing whatever this animal was. Was it a bear, a dog? No, it, it looked like a large dog, but dogs don't get this big. Though I was intimidated by its large size, whatever it was hadn't noticed me. Even though I was scared, I also didn't want to walk back and go into the one man's house. As a woman, I would rather take my chances with the out wild animal than be alone with a man I don't deserve it, don't know in a deserted holiday neighborhood. Suddenly, I was thinking this the large animal is the distance finally noticed, the large animal in the distance finally noticed my presence. It was observing me, not entirely sure of what to do with me. There wasn't enough light anymore for me to see the animal's face, but I felt unusually frightened. Now, whatever was looking, I was looking at was definitely too big to be a black bear. With the shoulder height of at least five feet on all fours, which is comparable to the size to a brown bear. Now, the mass of this creature was extensive, as it outlined of what I could see looked like that of a wolf on steroids. It was very muscular. I also noticed the outline of its face was very similar to that of a German Shepherd or a wolf, as it had perked ears and a long snout. Now, in the heat of the moment, uh, I could only hear the sound of my heart palpitating as fear and adrenaline started to crawl their way into my drug bloodstream. Now, it felt as if time stood still, and then it dawned on me. What I was looking at wasn't a normal animal. It was simply too big to be any animal that I would recognize from New Jersey's catalog of fauna. And if it wanted to attack me, it would be, I would be powerless, powerless against it. It was simply too big. Though, to calm myself down, I threw the idea that this, this creature was out of the ordinary 
out because I felt like this could be rationalized somehow. So I made my brain go back to the idea of this being maybe a large dog or coyote. I also didn't believe in cryptids and was completely unaware of what size coyotes were supposed to be. So I made a quick decision. Uh, realizing this could very well be a life or death situation, I came to the conclusion that this was just a very large dog creature and probably a skittish coyote that I would scare off, at least temporarily, to calm down my nerves. Uh, what other choice did I have? The longer I kept standing it, the more aggressive I might come across to this animal, and I didn't want to get territorial or get the idea I was going to be easy prey. So I decided I would uh, make the most hideous, loud, confusing, and startling scream how I could muster and just sprint the rest of the way. After I screeched this hideous sound out of my body as hard as I could, the animal quickly changed its body language to defensive. But then it quickly changed its mind to deciding I wasn't worth a fight as it ran a decent distance into the woods not too far away. I decided to sprint as fast as I could as I could pass that area and beyond. I sprinted until I reached the end of the road and noticed that there was a summer camp area with street lights near me. I rested on top of a table there, out of breath and feeling my heart pound out of my chest. However, I was still very shaken up and still felt like I was being watched. I kept my eyes on the tree line. My eyes were darting around looking for any sign of this animal that was still there. Once I felt like the coast was clear, I located the next house I was scheduled to visit and quickly made my way over. I uh, met a nice family who ended up buying cable for me and I told them what had happened to me that night and how I was treated and how I had been treated by the locals. The, uh, the lady of the family, who I presumed to be a mother, said, I don't know how, why they sent you out here alone. These woods are dangerous after dark and there are creepy people who live around here. Uh, the impression I was, she was giving me was that there were animal encounters she couldn't explain, and there were lots of ex-cons in the area, and people who should have been arrested but haven't been. Um, she was equally concerned about the people as she was about the animals around the place. Uh, this gave me goosebumps, how many today how many times today would could my life have been taken? They were extremely concerning. I was. They were extremely concerned for my safety and told me to contact my team leader, so I could get picked up. They said they didn't want me to go outside again, and I should call quits for the night and not to make any other house calls. Uh, to this day, I still had no idea what creature I encountered. There are strange things to woods, things people don't speak about or cover up. I felt like the townsfolks of that town knew something about what I encountered, so weird creature I encountered in those woods, let's just never meet again. Uh, that's kind of un unusual. I mean, I don't normally get anything like that, uh, where the witnesses actually state that she, they think that something is actually going on there. Now, quite frankly, I went back and looked, and I, I haven't seen anything as far as uh, cryptic canines in, in that area, Cape May or anywhere else otherwise. Uh, but who knows? I don't, I don't know what that was all about. 
So this next um, incident, a bizarre encounter with a smiling man during a scary airliner flight from New York, from, excuse me, from New Orleans to New York City, prompted the witness to research a deadly air crash that occurred in New York City on the day of his birth. Now, uh, the witness wrote, writes, I was born on the evening of June 24, 1975, in New York City one month prematurely while my parents were there visiting my mother's family in various East Coast locations from our home in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, in 2015, a friend of mine took me to New Orleans for a few days prior to my birthday as a gift. We had a great time and had tickets to fly home in the early afternoon on my birthday. Now, the flight out of Louis Armstrong Airport was uneventful except for two things. The first was an older guy sitting beside us who kept looking our way. He had what I can only describe as a gentle smile on his face. I didn't feel creeped out so much, but I was just weird to have him spend so much time looking our way in silence. Uh, the next thing was when we started to descend for landing, the plane started to shake and jolt terribly. Now my buddy and I looked at each other with the what the F expression. I glanced past my friend and caught the eye of the man sitting across the aisle. He was looking straight at me with that grin still on his face. He leaned out from his seat towards ours and said very calmly and in a firm tone, this one will land just fine. Then turned his head and looked forward. That gentle smile never left his face. Now, uh, from there, the ride got really rough, but the, the plane landed just fine. Now, the pilot came on the intercom and quickly explained that they had some type of bad wind shear, gave us a weather update, and thanked us for flying. Everyone on the plane was so stressed, I swear I could smell the fear. Now, as we got our carry-ons out of the overhead, I made the point to not even glance at that dude, but I could feel him looking at me. We got off and hustled our butts out of there. Nobody was saying a word. We were just all still a bit freaked out. But here's where it gets creepy. Last year, I was reading about air disasters. That experience stuck with me, and I developed a bit of an obsession. So one day, I was came across a story of Eastern Airline Flight 66. The flight left New Orleans in the early afternoon on June 24, 1975, en route to JFK in New York City. The, the plane crashed on the descent due to severe wind shear, killing 113 people just hours before I was born. 40 years to the day from my flight with the man and his general grin. So that was quite an unusual account. Um, but every once in a while we get something weird like that. Yeah, just excuse me, folks. My uh, my allergies have been acting up. <clears throat> so the next account now a report from New Fork referenced an encounter with a dark humanoid with an orange glow. And after a visit with from two men in black, the woman immediately files an addendum to a new to the New Fork report. Now, back in 2015, I received a telephone call from a man in Texas who wished to remain anonymous, though I have his personal information. He states that he was a relative of the woman who submitted the, the following report to New Fork 
in 2009, which I searched for on the site. Now, uh, this occurred on uh, December 5th, 2009, it's, it's 1,600 hours, and it was reported the next day to Newfork. Now, location was in Hugo, Oklahoma, and uh, the report states dark human-like figure that was glowing orange around it and floating. I was sitting on the living room couch talking with my husband and I, my eight-year-old son was in the front yard. I saw flickers of an orange glow reflecting off a box on the porch through the living room window. I opened the door to see what, I was, what it was when I saw my son standing past the end of the east end of the house staring at the porch. I asked him what it was doing and what it was going on. He walked quickly over to me and proceeded to tell me what he saw. He was crying and shaking and very scared. He said he saw a dark figure with really big dark eyes with an orange glow all around it. He said it looked like it was floating just a little off the ground. It came from behind my car and went next to the house and turned and looked at him. He said it then floated higher and was about the height of Christmas lights hanging on the porch. He said it looked at him. He suddenly, he slightly turned his head and closed his eyes briefly because he was scared. And when he looked back, it was gone. Now he said whatever he saw was about as tall as him, about four foot. He said he could see his legs and its arms appear to be straight down beside its body. He said its face was very dark and its eyes were really big and slightly different color than the face. He said it glowed all around it. I estimated it was 40 to 50 feet from the entity, given where he was and where he said he saw it. Um, it was during daylight, approximately 4 p.m. I, I saw the flickering orange glow for about three seconds and my son saw it for about 10 seconds. Uh, we live in a wooded area, have dogs in the back, and they did not bark at all. However, <clears throat> when, my, uh, when I called my husband out to tell him what happened and to look for it, my small house dog came out and immediately started smelling the ground or where my son said the entity had been floating. I am sound mind. I've never seen or heard anything like this. I'm very curious as to what, uh, you know, somewhat confused as to what happened. Well, anyway. Uh, later on, she wrote an addendum to Peter Davenport at Newport, and she stated in the addendum, I am requesting my submission on 12609 regarding my son's observation of an orange and glowing dark figure on 12509 be removed or not be posted. I have reason to believe that his apparent experience may not be accurate. Again, please do not post the report that was made regarding his experience. After questioning him further, I may have simply been the sun shining in his eyes or something else. Thank you. <clears throat> well, the relative of the woman who had filed the report, who I believe was her brother, told me that a few days after the report was filed, two men dressed in black suits arrived at the woman's residence driving a, a black full-size car. He believes it's a 2004 Ford Crown Victoria. This relative happened to be at the woman's residence when the men arrived. It was approximately 2 o'clock p.m. local time, 
and they knocked on the front door. The woman answered the door and they introduced themselves as investigators for the state of Oklahoma. They quickly flashed identification and asked to speak with the woman who made the report. The relative was sitting at the kitchen table and heard the conversation. The two men refused to come inside and wanted the woman to come out onto the porch. The relative looked out the side women and noticed the vehicle. After five minutes or so, the woman came back into the house and was visibly upset. Without saying a word, she immediately went online to, with the family computer. The relative asked her several times what had occurred, but she refused to talk by simply saying, wait. The relative sat at the living room, sat in the living room watching the woman on the computer. Now, a while later, she shut down the computer and sat next to the relative. She explained that the two men asked her what her son had seen. After telling them about the encounter, they requested that she withdraw the report as soon as possible and to forget the incident. She was still very shaken and explained that the men just acted weird. The man who talked sounded like he was reading from a script. She asked the relative to go to her son's school and pick him up instead of letting him come home on the bus. When the uh, relative and her son got home, the woman was sitting at the kitchen table reading the Bible. She told the son not to ever talk about what had happened. Now, as far as the relative knows, there was no further contact by anybody else. Several strange incidents occurred at the resident over the residence over the years, including a UFO that hovered over the house and was witnessed by the entire household. It was never reported. The family moved to another state in 2014. Now, there was one more aspect to this account that was interesting, uh, but I'm not sure if it applies. The, um, the boy who witnessed the entity has had severe mental issues since the encounter, but the relative refused to go into detail. He only mentioned it because the boy's mother believes that the incident was to blame for the boy's problem. Now, honestly, I'm not sure what to think about this information. The, uh, the relative sounded pretty sincere, but it didn't sit right with me for some unknown reason. Now, after these many years, I still haven't not come to the complete answer to this incident. And I have tried to contact them again. I did get a hold of New Fork a couple years ago. <clears throat> to see if they had heard anything, and they hadn't. I, you know, I actually talked to Peter Davenport, and he, um, he never took the. I don't think he ever took the report down. But uh, I mean, this is what they're saying that happened. So I'm just going by what the witness stated. So another incident: a family was in their their boat fishing along the Potomac River in Washington County, Maryland. The, uh, the witness's grandfather observed a large, smooth-skinned, aquatic creature rolling in the water. So, um, the uh, witness writes, this incident took place in 1993. I was in a fishing boat with my father and my grandfather in Potomac River in Siding Hill Wildlife Management Area, which is Washington County, Maryland. We had been on my father's boat fishing for a few hours already. My father's girlfriend was also in the boat, which wasn't all that large, maybe the size of a regular sedan vehicle. <clears throat> anyway, my father and his girlfriend were looking out towards the front of the boat, and I and my granddad were 
fishing off the back side of the boat. I and my grandfather were simply talking about whatever and fishing went all of a sudden. We looked maybe 20 yards away from where we were and we saw it. I'm not sure what it was, but I'll try to describe what I saw. I saw a creature about the size of a large alligator, maybe six to seven foot in length, but the creature was definitely not an alligator. It had grayish brown color and smooth skin like that of a dolphin. I remember seeing flippers on it, but I don't remember how many, although I do know it was more than two. Now, I never actually saw its head or tail, just its midsection. I didn't know what was it was doing, but I was I remember seeing the creature kind of roll around as an alligator or crocodile would do when they're trying to take a, a chunk of flesh off an animal. I remember comparing what I saw to a log rolling in the water. Now this animal rolled for a few seconds and disappeared before either one of us could call my dad to check it out. I remember after seeing it, both me and my grandfather looked at each other in disbelief. Now my father always did think we were just playing. I know what I saw and it freaked me out. More so because I had been swimming in the same area a few days before the incident. To this day, I still don't know what it was. I had no idea what they saw. Now, this was, I don't know what year, this 1993. That was before the whole snakehead thing, the invasive species were, had gotten into Potomac. And in more recent years, there have been some pretty large snakeheads caught. But back then, I, I'm sure they weren't in there. So I don't know what they they what they encountered. So, uh, this last incident, and I'll take questions after this, so you can go ahead and start posting now if you want. A Sussex County, New Jersey mother <coughs> encountered a clicking a glimmer man while in the woods near her home. She is fearful that the humanoid is stalking her since she still hears the clicking sounds. Now, I recently received this account, and from all indications, it's still going on. I live in a very rural part of northern New Jersey in Sussex County. Behind my property and to the left of my house is all forest. There are a few trails. Next door to me is a protected wild wilderness area where you can't build on. Every once in a while, I would take my son in his little wagon and would set up on the clearing and have a nice little picnic. We are playing a few feet up before you go into the woods, so we're playing in the little clearing, and he starts to mimic the sounds that he hears, for instance, the neighbor's dog, birds, etc. He mimicked the sounds around us, like the squirrels running by and the chipmunks. Now, all of a sudden, I turned around to see him... Uh, to turn around to get him some fruit salad or whatever that we were eating that day and out of the corner of my eye I see him just stop. He's, he's, he's saying mom, mom, but he's staring away not looking at me. He's looking into the tree and he's pointing but he's not blinking. I turned around, I asked what do you see? Do you see a birdie? Then it hit me. There were no sounds. He starts walking into the woods but the whole time he's looking up He's still not looking where he's going and pointing up into the tree. The only movement I see besides my son are leaves rustling in the trees. But then I see it, and it's like heat rising off the concrete on a sunny day. 
but it's in the tree and it's like crouched down. One arm is out to the side and its knees are bent. Immediately I feel this thing's glare burning into me. Then I hear the clicking sounds. As soon as his eyes snapped to me, my son looked at me. As soon as his eyes snapped to me, my son looked at me and, and freaked panicked. Freaking panicked. It literally had the shape of a humanoid. It's it's so hard to explain because it was human-like, but the way it was crouched reminded me of a praying mantis. Now my son is then mimicking a clicking sound that this thing was making. I grab my son and we run back to the house. All the food and everything is left in the woods. Now I told my friend about what we experienced that evening. He went back into the woods and gathered my belongings. He stayed in the woods for about an hour, telling me later that he didn't see or hear anything unusual. Now that was six months ago, it is now February 2023. I have read a few Glimmerman reports from others online. When I go outside during the day, I occasionally hear those same clicking sounds coming from the woods. At night, while in bed, I hear the faint clicking sounds emanating from the deep woods. I believe that this Glimmerman is stalking us. I asked my neighbors if they heard the strange clicking sounds. They haven't. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm only allowed to hear them myself. I'll keep you updated. So, I'm, I'm hoping I do get an update. You know, I talked to the witness the day I got the report, and I find the clicking sounds interesting. Uh, since I really don't remember any previous reports of these glimmer men being associated with clicking sound, but it's reminiscent of the sound made by the cloaked predator from, you know, the alien from the films. It did make a clicking sound. So the witness stated that she had not seen any of the Predator films until recently after her encounter. So I don't know what she ran into, but it's quite interesting. So uh, let's see what kind of questions you got here. Okay, Suji. Lon, do you know of any dogman counters in or around Erie? Hmm. You know, you, again, you have to excuse me. I have sinus issues. Um, the closest I have, I know of any cryptic canine reports near Erie are in Allegheny State Forest. Um. Offhand, I can't think of any in Erie uh, or the area around Erie. There have been plenty of Bigfoot reports, plenty of UFO reports, plenty of alien reports. But as far as uh, upright canines or cryptic canines, I, I really don't. I, I, I'll look into it, but uh, I, offhand, I can't think of any. <clears throat> Bernadette asked, could it be stalking the child and not her? You're talking about the Glimmer Man. Sure. I mean, it could be stalking anybody or any, you know, anything. Uh, you know, we just don't know much about these things. Um, we're getting more and more reports. Uh, you know, I, I keep thinking about the person who wrote the uh, the Predator movies that they had not had an encounter like that uh, to where they put it into their the book, the film, the, you know, the screenplay or whatever. But uh, it's interesting. I don't, I don't, I just don't know what it was. But I hope she does get back to me. I really do. Uh, Marla Snyder. 
Do you think the clicking sounds are a threat or intimidation or tactic? They could be. They some they could be some type of uh, they could be some type of warning. Uh, could it be like a sonar type of thing where they're kind of bouncing sounds off? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Uh, but it, it's interesting. That's the first one I remember of any any of the uh, the um, Glimmerman reports that of, of that I can remember of any clicking sounds or any sounds whatsoever. So uh, that's it's interesting. Now Thomas Carroll asks, has there been any increase in activity with all the work they have been doing in Gettysburg? Yeah, there has been. I have been talking to people at Gettysburg. I did mention this not long ago. Um, where there have been in the area around Little Round Top and Thomas and Bernadette were with me when we were up there about a year back in November of 2001. So you know the area. So that whole area, it, they, they're, they've got the whole area ripped up. I mean, they're changing everything up there. And uh, they're putting um, paths and moving things around, make it easier access, clean things up, you know, try to take any hazards away. But people who have been working up there, and I ran into, I was at one of the, um, one of the stores in Gettysburg where they sell artifacts and such, and uh, I did run into one of the guys who worked up there, and he was telling me that they're running into all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, large stones being rolled down a hill, um, things being missing, Tools going missing, people seeing acts, people seeing things out of the corner of their eye, hearing strange things. Uh, you know, sometimes when they come in there in the early morning, things are moved around. So yeah, there has been activity. Uh, I, hopefully, I can I can get some more information from some other folks who've been up there. Uh, what I will do is when I do have access to some of the rangers, some of the people who work up there for the battlefield and uh, do some of the tours and stuff, I'll see what they have to say about it. But, uh, yeah, there, there definitely has been activity. Tony BX, Elon, do you have any reports of Dogman or Bigfoot seen together? No, they, they, they seem to stay apart. I don't have any of them being together. Um you know, we have had incidents where they have been known to be in the same area, but they do they do distance themselves apart from each other. Uh, west of me is Misho State Forest, which is only, what, about 25 miles from me. And uh, we've got both Dogman and Bigfoot up there, and it's well known for Bigfoot activity, and there's been upright canine activity up there as well. But as far as... Um, Activity, or, you know, together, or people seeing them together. No, that just has not happened. Okay. Any other questions before I roll out of here? As you can probably tell, my voice is getting a little weak. <clears throat> but uh, hanging in there. Okay, uh, Bernadette wants to know, uh, what about your recent not deer story? 
Okay, which one was that? I can't think of offhand. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. I had to look up here. I, I tell you, one thing that I do know, ever since the surgeries and everything, my, I'm kind of forgetful about a lot of different things, so... Yeah, I, I I don't know which one it is. I, I I'm sorry. Uh the one where it was running into a tree and talking to the witness. Oh that. Yeah, that was kinda weird. Um You know, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, that was the that was the U.S. Marine Corporal who had that encounter at Quantico Base, if I remember correctly. Let me pull it up. Yeah, the guy used the pseudonym and everything. It was um, that was an account that was sent to me by one of my researchers that he had found on a uh, on a TV show. I don't know what they ran into. But I have heard from one other person who was stationed at Quantico, at the at the Marine base, that there it does have a reputation for a lot of weird things that go on up there. So I don't know, I don't know what that thing was. Uh, I, I wish I did have a chance to talk to God. Maybe I, I can, maybe I can get in contact with him somehow. Though I don't have his name. He used an anonymous name. And the TV show, I'm quite sure, isn't going to give out any information. So, Crowley asked, Lon, hunting here in southwest Pennsylvania, I feel like something has been around. Well, that may very well be. Southwest Pennsylvania is very active. A lot of stuff going on out there. Green County and Washington County are very active. Uh, Bigfoot and upright canine activity. I had a real weird story out of there years ago. Um, I, I might, I might pull it up. The, the guy called it a dark walker. I don't know if it was a Bigfoot or what it was, but I'll pull that up and, and talk about it in, on one of the upcoming shows. Jose Sanchez, any news on the night walkers of California? Haven't heard anything in a while. Nope, I haven't either. Haven't heard much of anything. Um, you know, I... You know, we get all these um, we get all these pale humanoid reports, and, and sometimes you hear something about it, and, and you know, you you may think, well, maybe it has something to do with those night walkers or whatever they, the Fresno night crawlers or whatever you want to call those. I don't know, but no, I ha I haven't heard anything recently. Okay, folks. Well. Thanks again, and thanks for your questions. Now, if you have an unexplained encounter sighting, feel free to contact me through the Phantoms and Monsters blog site. And uh, thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. I really appreciate the folks in the chat room. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share. Now, if you, um, if you have a sighting encounter report you'd like to be considered for the personal report show, or even post on Phantoms and Monsters, feel free to email me at lonstrickler at 
Uh, I, I will say I'm getting better. I'm feeling better, getting a little stronger. My voice is getting better. My breath is getting better. Uh, not as much pain. So hopefully we can continue this at a steady pace. Um, I'm probably going to continue doing the personal report shows for the most part until I decide when I do any type of roundtables or any guest appearances. But in the meantime, you know, I've got all this stuff in my archive and uh, you know I get a lot of stuff every day so I'm going to continue doing that and as long as people enjoy it I'm going to keep on doing it so until we meet again stay healthy have a safe enjoyable week good night